Welcome, everybody, to another episode of School Sucks. Thank you for being a member of the AIW Patreon page. This week, I have not only one of my, probably my top student, but one of my fiercest rivals, Joshua Bishop. The top student. Oh, making making the call out there. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you for coming on this week. Thanks for having me, Don. Or whatever this, I don't know, we don't do these in week increments it's anymore. monthly thing. Okay, Josh. You are probably one of the few kids that have come to the AW school in the last couple of years, or at least since I have been the instructor, where you understand what independent wrestling is. Uh, to you, there's more of a world out there than just um, the WWE and TNA, for that matter, or just the WWE. Um, explain to me kind of like your love affair with wrestling and how you got into wrestling. Uh, really, I don't remember a time where I wasn't into wrestling. Um... I don't remember a time where I wasn't into wrestling. Wrestling's always been there. Uh, but I remember my... I didn't really discover independent wrestling until that pipe bomb in like 2000 whatever the fuck. So uh, once I discovered that, I was just like, oh man, like, what is this world? And it just kind of opened my eyes to a whole other world of like awesome professional wrestling. Like being told on like, I guess a smaller scale. But just like, I've always just been like obsessed with independent wrestling and i just love independent wrestling and the fact that just like i don't think it's just more intimate in a way if that makes sense of like (laughs) i remember you told me at points that at one point in your your like fandom you thought there were only three wrestling promotions absolutely you thought that it was the wwe tna and pro wrestling ohio i mean i don't want to talk about the o on this podcast but uh at one point, I thought there was only uh, TNA, which I thought was awesome. Still do. Love you, TNA. Um, Dream to wrestle in the Impact Zone, right? I want the Impact Zone so bad. Double tunnel that motherfucker. Let's go. I'm coming through for a motherfucking King of the Mountain match, baby. <laughs> Get me <laughs> in a piss of that, bitch. <laughs> and um, then uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment. And then uh, I assume there's probably like smaller companies in like every country. But like I always say, I didn't know what they were. Like I didn't know about like... New Japan, I'm just assuming there was wrestling in Japan or whatever yeah. that makes any sense. Well, and, and one of the things I remember is, I remember you coming your first day. Uh, your first day, we were actually still at Cal Crowell's over at, you know, before we moved to Old School Iron. And uh, Johnny was still training us very, very sparingly at this point. Eh. He was there a little bit, not much. He he had at this point, he at this point, Johnny was a pretty pivotal character on NXT TV. He hadn't signed his contract and moved just yet, but he was very close to the point of that. Uh, but explain to me your first day. You're coming to that first day of training. So my first day of training was... Uh, it was... I went to Cal Corral's. I remember I hit up... I always knew I wanted to train at AIW since I was like 15. And so I hit up Thorne and I on Twitter or whatever. And he said the next day they were accepting students was August second. So on August second, I came to the Cal Corral Training Center. I remember, I got there like two and a half hours early because I was just waiting. Like, oh man, like here we go. Like I'm about to start training to be a wrestler. Like holy shit, Johnny Gargano. Can't holy stop. shit, Johnny motherfucking Gargano. A wrestling company whose name I won't speak of, champion. And then. Uh, <laughs> Redacted is that yeah. what we like to do. Redacted in Wrestling Company podcast. champion. Had an awesome feud with Josh Provision. And then, uh, so I remember then I got there so early and then I came and I remember like I was watching like the students walk in because I always watch AIW. 
Mm-hmm. And so I remember I was watching like the students walk in. I was like, holy shit, like, oh my God, I can't believe these guys still train. And then, oh my God, it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> and then I walked in reluctantly and like, hey, what's up? Like, my name's Josh. Uh, John Thorne told me to come here. And then uh, it was just crazy. It was just like so weird. And like I stepped in the ring for the first time and I was like, holy shit, I'm in like a pro wrestling ring. Like, this shit's crazy. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of just went from there. Yeah, it, it kind of snowballed from there. And I remember I talked to you a lot that first night. You passed the first day drill. Uh, you almost died. Uh, you were very tired. Yeah. And it came out that we were pretty much from the same area. Uh, at yeah. the time, I was living in Canton, and you were living you know, in Canton at the time, too. So we were literally maybe 10 minutes apart from each other. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, it kind of bonded a good student-teacher relationship, kind of more of a friend relationship between us. Um but when Johnny left, I, I wasn't the only trainer. You know, when, when Johnny left originally, the school was left in the hands of two people. It was left in my hands and, and name redacted's hands. AGD. Um, well, yeah, we can use that. Um, and I know when we first started, you did some some stuff with AGD, and it wasn't exactly what you expected, and it, and it kind of pr- probably soured you on him and, and resting a little bit at the start, right? Uh, yes and no. So I always, like, read books and shit about wrestling. Those are the books I ever was into. Mm-hmm. Like, Jericho's books and, like, Regal's books and, like, shit like that. And Foley's of, like... Okay, so I kind of feel like I've had a better understanding than most people that came into wrestling. Because I was just obsessed with every aspect of it. And, like, middle school and high school and shit. Once I Pipe Bomb came out. And so, uh... Like, I kind of knew, like, don't go in and be, like, a fucking shitbag. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I already know everything about wrestling. I wasn't trying to come in and be, like, a smarky fuck. And so, um, like, there was one time where AGD asked me, he was like, hey, like, I need someone to come on this road trip so I can stay awake. Like, yeah. Uh, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so then uh, I asked you guys, because we should go to Sheets, me, you, Dr. Dan, after our training. And I said, like, what, like, what do I do or whatever the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what's, like, protocol if you're a student? Yeah. And so... Someone said, like, just get him a meal or, like, pay for his meal and his gas or, like, his gas or something. Like, well, I don't think he said that. I just think it was like, hey, you know, just discuss with him what he wants out of you. Yeah. Because when, when students start, it's a pretty normal thing that you bring them on the road. Now, I know when I bring kids with me on the road, I all, I don't want them to pay for my meal ever. All I want is just split the gas. That's all yeah. I want. But, you know, if a student wants to buy me a meal, that's their prerogative. I, I'd rather not, though, because yeah. they're not making any money. I'm the one making the money off the trip. Yeah, and so I told him, I was like, hey, like, I'll pay for a meal or whatever. Then he ended up running up, like, a huge fucking tab. And, like, at the time, I did not have, like, a sweet job or anything. I was, like, 18 or 19 at the yeah. time. I had, like, a shitty McDonald's Earth Fair job, whichever the fuck I was working at. And so it was, and it was building up being, like, 67 or, like, 70 bucks. Yeah. And so then I was just like, oh, shit, okay. But, like, I knew, like, you guys told me, like, hey, just pay for his meal or pay for his gas. So I ended up doing that, and then I paid for his gas. So then he asked me at the end, he's like, are you going to give me the gas money, too? <laughs> so I gave him money, too. So I didn't give him, like, a shitload of money. Yeah. I didn't, like, a shitload of money to most people, but, like, to me at that time, as, like, a 19-year-old, well, yeah. that was, like, a lot of money. And so I was just kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm about to get my... And then... Like, I, one time you guys asked me if I wanted to do the sheets, and I was like, I don't know, I'm, like, pretty broke. Like, I just had to pay for all AGD shit. Yeah, I remember I asked you, I'm like, hey, man, because, like, it was a pretty usual thing at that time. We'd go to sheets right after training, especially for you and I, because that's, like, where we got on the highway to go to training at. I was like, hey, man, do you want to you get sheets? And you were just like, oh, hey, man, I'm really broke from that trip with Alex. And I was like, how are you broke from that trip? And, and you told me the story, and I remember I was, I was kind of floored by it. 
And then I told Thorne, and Thorne was floored by it because Alex had kind of always beat this drum that the original crew he trained with treated didn't treat him well. And for John and I to hear that, you know, AGD had treated you like this, it hurt us because, you know, for the guy that complained about how he was treated, for him to kind of reciprocate that treatment onto you wasn't fair. And I remember you were you were deathly afraid after you told us the story because you were afraid that he was going to come back on you and, 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 and you know be very mad at you oh i was so scared he's gonna beat the shit out of me and one time he did like we were doing strikes or whatever and he picked me to pair up with him and he beat the fuck and like we did forearms and i know we're supposed to like peel back the current out how far you peel back the current on the show mm-hmm. but he like knocked the fuck out of me and at one point where you were talking to me and i had no clue what you were saying to me like i could not hear a word coming out of your mouth yeah and, then, and honestly that's something like i've always kind of tried to at least since i've taken over and i know johnny had the same thought process when he ran the school we kind of always had this idea that like this isn't a traditional wrestling school where we beat the we beat the screws out of kids you know like this is we're here to learn you know that that way of beating up the kids chop day that shit's all antiquated so when all this happened you know this was a this was a real souring point for for john and, and the rest of management on agd at that time and you know he was given a chance to be a leader, and he turned, and he didn't really make it happen. Yeah. And I know that that was kind of part of his undoing and everything. Um, and that also kind of led to him distancing himself from you guys. Your entire debut class didn't like him. He no. did that to you. He had some he issues up with everybody Wes. in my debut he, match. Uh, did he mess up Trey? He just—I mean—he just beat the fuck out of him. That was really yeah. Bad. I mean, like, like there was not there were five or six guys. There were six guys in your debut class, and none of none of you guys felt comfortable with him because no. he just beat you guys all up and he intimidated you and he was a bully. But you know what? Let's get past that because he's gone now. Yeah. You're here. I'm here. Um. You and I, after this point, especially, create a pretty special relationship. Um, much of the time, you know, you would hit me up for rides to practice. We drive yeah. to practice a lot. So at the time I'd have my own car. Yeah, the time. Well, you had your own car, but it wasn't the best. And Uh-oh. you and I would ride to practice together. And, and you know, we were we were ride or die for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I always kind of had a vested interest in you, not only because of that, but also because I knew that you loved independent wrestling, and we had a lot of the same wrestling interests. Um, we finally get you ready. We get you guys ready for your big debut. You guys debut at Jaylet Weekend 2016 or 2017. Sorry, everything runs together. Uh, 2017. Your debut is infamous uh, for one reason: the match before you guys, the bottom rope breaks. Super crazy breaks the rope during a moonsault, almost dies. I remember going to the back and being like, "Hey guys, you guys have no bottom rope. It shouldn't be a big deal. You guys have everything planned out." And and let's be real: for your guys' match, we meticulously planned this. We had practiced this. You guys were ready to go. just explain to me that debut match, the the hardships, the bottom rope, the planning of going into it, all that stuff. So I remember when the bottom rope broke, I was just trying to like, so at the time of Mount Carmel, it kind of was with that angle stage or whatever, but this was before we had the full stage, like yeah. that with the ramp. So I was looking at Thor and I was kind of just like, what the fuck do we do? Like I was trying to look at him because he was like the highest uh, management obviously at the time. So I was looking at him like, trying to get attention, I'm like going like, Thorn, like yeah. what the fuck do we do? And he's purposely not acknowledging us. And he's admitted this on podcast. He's yeah. purposely ignoring you guys. Yeah. And so I'm like, we're fucked. Like, I'm looking at us. Like, I'm looking around. It's the four of us because Kurtz was coming through the crowd. So he's already out there. Yeah. And I'm like, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> we're about to be fucked. And, like, I know AW is like, a, they know what they want. Like, they expect, like, it's high sh- quality. Yeah, they expect high quality. So we can't come out and be fucking jabrones. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, we're fucked. 
Like my wrestling life's fucked. Like I'm like my whole life I've wanted this, and it's about to be fucked up because there's no bottom rope. But then at the end, uh, remember I'm yelling at him. I'm going, "Thor!" and he's not looking at me. Adam Colex and he gives me kind of a shrug of like the fucking shrug emoji guy of like, "Ah, fuck it, I don't have to tell you." And then uh, like there's so many people around that you come out and you told us you're like, "All right, guys, well, I love you. Good luck. Go out there." And we just go out there, and luckily we ended up having like a good match. You guys killed it, and like you guys are are really one of the first kind of. You guys are the first class that I I trained per se. I mean, like some of you guys had a little bit yeah. of Johnny training, but not much. Um, you guys are the first class that I trained, and you guys have kind of started to set this precedent of these student scramble multi man matches that are are really good, um, and are a really good intro. And I think you guys killed it out there, and like. It was everything we kind of put together. I, I know that I, I agented a lot of that match for you guys over the month leading up to it, but the the fact that you guys were able to execute. Yeah, I would say definitely the fact that uh, I definitely say you are more my trainer than anyone. I would say because of uh, like Johnny was there, but he wasn't. Like he was kind of teaching us like chain wrestling and shit. Yeah, and I really do no chain wrestling in any way. <laughs> and uh, so I definitely say you definitely helped us out the most out of anyone. And the fact that, like, HD was kind of there, but he was just kind of being a dickhead. Even before our match, I remember, he was kind of just, like, trying to show us his debut match and watching his shit. And I was kind of just, like, yeah. not that our shit should be, like, a moment. You know what I mean? It's not, like, a sentimental guy, but, like. Yeah. This it's, is, like, it's your moment. Yeah, like, it's kind of, like, our moment of, like, all right, let's go out there. And I remember AIW, like, obviously AIW, if you watch any of their shows before, that shit, like, their scrambles are fire. Yeah. And so, like, the fans are accustomed to, I want motherfucking fire out here. Like, what are these new kids going to bring? So... Like, you helped us bring that fire that we need to, like, get over there to be crowd. For sure. And, and you guys brought that fire in that match. And I remember after the match, everybody kind of came. The fans camp and started talking to me. And I, I believe me, I was just as nervous as you guys. Like, I get more nervous for these student debuts than anything. Yeah. Uh, more nervous than any of my matches, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm more worried for you guys. And I remember a lot of, a good amount of the fans came to me, and, and they pointed out three people in the match that they were most impressed by. It was Chase Oliver. Trey Lamar and you yeah. and, and honestly you know with Chase's injury you guys would probably be the three furthest along from that class Tuan is a very close kind of distance yeah. guy from there if Tuan didn't have the issues getting to practice that he's had he'd probably be up there but I think you guys set it off um and honestly after this you were one of the students that was really proactive too to, to contact me and say let's go let, can I come to your bookings with you yeah. uh and I was able to get you on a lot of stuff yeah. uh you had a nice run in Southern Underground Pro and that was just based on you being like, hey, can I come with you? Yeah. Because you came down and you did the show in August with me. You came to SCI with me. And you made a lot of inroads. And, and that's one of the big things in wrestling that I think you've done better than your class. You made all the inroads in terms of being able to get out there, go travel, and work a lot. Because I think, not that like there's a secret to like, knowing wrestling, but I think more than anybody else in my class, I like knew about like, the art of like how you get to these places yeah. and shit. You were you were the guy like you said earlier that read the books. Like you weren't the guy that came to practice the first day and said I want to be on SmackDown. You were a guy like a lot like me that you know the WWE would be sick to get to, but like you just want to sick into your run. You're yeah. a lot like me, man. Yeah. Like you and I like we like the same kind of Ring of Honor stuff. We like yeah. the same kind of older indie stuff, and and that's our goal. You know, yeah. is to be indie superstars. Yeah, like I want to be the guy. Like I look up to guys a lot, like guys like Kingston and Hero and Jimmy Jacobs and like and Jimmy Jacobs, guys that have these awesome like independent that. runs and like that are so influential. Yeah, like, 
and you were willing to take all kinds of risks. Like I, like you came down to WrestleMania with me when you hadn't debuted yet, just to kind of shake hands and yeah. and rub elbows, and and that was a. I remember that did a lot of good for you. And you have your debut. We do SCI. You come down to SCI with me. You wrestle at SUP that weekend, yeah. and the kind of Southern crowd figures out who you are, and and it was kind of off to the races for you from there. Now, one of the things that I always remember is you were always a constant road trip guy with me. But you were always a guy that kind of lacked a little bit of confidence, per se, in terms of you'd get out there and you'd freak out a little bit. And you always had one distinguishable thing. And, and my ex-girlfriend, Angela, would always point out to me that you would get nervous in your matches. But instead of doing, like, random moves, you would always mimic my offense. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Because I was just like... You would always... It was always palm strikes and the, and the pump knees. I was just like, fuck it. I mean, here we go. Knee strike. Bam. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck yep. it. Because, like, you were doing the knee, and then, like, guys like that I thought were sweet, like Kenny Omega was doing the knee. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, I was doing the Kenny Omega knee, and in my head, I want to do it before, because, like, I knew who Kenny Omega was before. He was like, Kenny Omega. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, like, you were on the Kenny Omega train before most... Yeah. Like, and, like, before his shirts were in Hot Topic. Yeah. And, like, I remember that, like, guy, like, Adam Cole once told me, he was like... So I was like, do you think I should cut my hair? Like, what do you think I should do to, like, get better? And he went, no, then people that know that have, like, long, curly hair is you and Kenny Omega. And I was like, uh, like, like yes yeah. and no. Like, because, like, the knee's my go-to strike, but also it's, like, his move, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I was kind of just like, all right, well, fuck it. I mean, I guess, like, sweet curly hair that we were blessed with is, like, cool. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like, there'll be times where I'd freak out and be like, ah, fuck it. This is what I watched before. Boom. Here's a knee strike. Here's a fucking neck slap. Fucking. Yeah, for sure. And, and you did that. And, like, you were traveling with me a lot. And then, like, no consequences became a thing. And, and you guys got a lot of really good practical experience off no consequences. Yeah. Uh, in all reality, the, the plan was never for you guys to get the kind of jump you guys got when you guys started. Uh, it was a little bit of we were losing some talent via yeah. guys getting signed. And then you guys killed it so much in your debut that the fans wanted to see you that there was an opening to do this no consequences thing. So you guys got a lot of really good multiple man tag matches out of it, and, and you learned a lot. What was kind of that no consequences experience like for you? The no consequences experience is honestly like so good because we got like so many good like matches out of it. Like we got to wrestle so many like guys that I was like, holy shit, I can't believe we're in the room with these guys. Like. A guy in, uh, I remember in September at Cool's, I don't know, I'm fucking what the show's called, but M Dog and like Ethan Page, they were supposed to be in our match. Yeah, and I remember, dog. like, I talked to Ethan Page and I was like, hey, like, can like we do these things together or whatever? And he's like, eh, I don't know, but like, I remember, like, I was like, as I was watching AW's a fan, like, I remember when Ethan Page debuted. Yeah. And like, I watched like all his stuff and I was like, fuck, like, if I do something with Ethan Page, that'd be sweet. Like, if I could do something with M Dog, that'd be awesome. Because I've been watching M Dog since I was like fucking 11. And so then uh, when I'm like pulled out, we had EC3 instead. And I was just like, holy shit, like the deviant Michael Hutter's in here. Like, this is awesome. Because I've been such a fan of like the Cleveland Indies forever. Like, I love like Cleveland independent wrestling so much. And like, I was like, this is amazing. Like, there's no spots in this match that I have not. Like, holy shit. Like, in my head, I'm like, everyone else kind of sure. I was like, all right, we're wrestling all these names. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're wrestling, like, the guys right now. Like, no one's realizing it. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, we're wrestling the guys right now. You guys know what I mean? And this all leads to, in the long run, leads to you getting kind of your dream program. Yeah. Um, which you bring up, like, like guys in your class, their dreams would be like Ricochet. Or their dreams would be yeah. like the all these out there guys. And, and you get Josh Prohibition. Yes. Cleveland Sen wrestling legend. Yeah, since like probably day one, like, I've always told Thorne like, 
He kind of asks us, like, guys. I think it's kind of like a test of him. Yeah, of it's like, all, he always tests us. He always yeah. asks you who your guys are. Yeah, I'm like, who are your guys you want to feud with? And I always told him, like, J-Pro. Like, I've always wanted this feud with Josh Prohibition. And so, like, I remember when he told me, like, I think we were in the car together and you were told me. Like, yeah, it was me and you. You were like, yeah, so this show, you're going to start this thing with J-Pro, and then you guys are going to feud, and then you guys are going to have this match here. And in my head, I kind of was like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I remember. definitely not on the, like, status wrestling a guy like Josh Prohibition, who, like, many people probably don't think is, like, the best... Like, that's sweet because he doesn't do, like, moves for the gifts or whatever or, like... If Josh Prohibition like hadn't chosen the life he had chosen in terms of being yeah. a dad and a teacher, yeah. he would probably be making a... He'd probably be making a whole lot of money right now being either a coach at the PC yeah. or having a really, really hot any run. Like, um, so, explain a little bit of getting the chance to work with Josh and kind of almost under that learning tree. Like, I remember when I was just a student and there were times where I was scared to go in the locker room. Like, people would ask, like, hey, can you bring this to me in the locker room? And I remember one time I was, like, throwing, like, I'm sorry. Like, like we both, like, I was walking down the stairs in the locker room and he was walking up or vice versa, one of them. And he was, like, I was, like, sorry, I got to go in there. Like, this person just wanted this. And he went, you're alive in the locker room, man. Like, you're part of the crew at this point. Yeah. And I remember that was a big thing. Like, oh, okay. There's one time where uh, I was, like, helping J-Pro make some sort of weapon he had with a match with Tim Dons. And I kind of just confessed to him. I was like, hey, so, like, when I was, like, I've, like, always watched you for, like, the last, like, eight or nine years of my life. Like, you're like one of my favorite wrestlers. And I kind of, like, walked away from him. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can't believe I told him that. But I guess in the long run, probably, like, he yeah, that, that helped that. out because, because it, yeah. it gave him a respect for you and it made him want to work with you. Yeah. So you guys end up running this, this, this program. And um, it all leads, you know, you guys have the singles match in Akron. You guys, so you guys have the singles match in Akron. Uh, on top of the singles match in Akron, you guys um, do the whole no consequence thing. He puts you over in the end. Yeah. And then it kind of comes down to we re- we roll ourselves back in Akron, and it's you versus Tracy. Yeah. Uh, and I know you and Tracy create a friendship. Uh, I, I honestly, as much as I, I credit Johnny for my training, I credit Tracy Williams yeah. just as much for my training as I do Johnny. Yeah. I, I, I made a connection with Tracy really early. And Tracy treated me like like a wrestling kid. He treated me like he would have one of his students. Yeah. So explain your relationship with Tracy and the match a little bit. So um, I don't know how the match came about or whatever, but I remember my relationship with Tracy kind of started in, like, we kind of knew each other from, like, AW shit, like the handshake, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we went to that Dick Togo seminar, and he yeah. kind of saw, like, I forgot about these students and just trying to be, like, a slap dick. And then there was one time where, after a match with Chris Stallion, I always remember this, there was a match with Chris Stallion, and you were terribly concussed. Yeah, I was so fucked up. The next show, someone yelled at me about trying to take bumps like that, and Tracy just stood up and he started yelling at them, mm-hmm. and like he defended me out of nowhere. Yeah, like we had no, like we weren't sweet, like we weren't tight. And then I always remember that I was like, oh, okay, like, thank you. And then we ended up having our match, Jaylet Night Two, or whatever. Yeah, Jaylet Night Two in 2018. Yeah, and he like asked me like what stuff I wanted to do or whatever, and like he was like super cool to me, and I was like. No, like, I just want to come in. I just want to take the pin. Like, I don't need to do anything. Yeah. Like, you guys are the stars. Like, you guys are the big three in this match. And so then he was just like, yeah. And then uh, he was just always super cool to me. And then at one point, like, we'd hang out after parties and stuff together. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know how, but at some point, then we ended up getting to book this match together. And I was so nervous for this match. Oh, yeah. Because I've, like, obviously, once you start training wrestling, you understand wrestling a little differently. Like, you know what to look for and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I would be watching, like, Tracy matches and be like, wow, like... He's really good. Like, why is this guy not a multimillionaire? Like, he is unreal. 
Yep. Uh, and then, about that every time I watch Chase Your Asshole. So I remember we had our match in uh, Akron, and it was probably the first match I ever had where I was just like, after I was just like, wow. Like, I just had a good, a match. good match. Dude, you, you and me are very similar in that regard. Like, there are very few matches I get to the back, and I think, wow, I'm happy. That was good. Like, Johnny yeah. trained me, and this is Johnny. Johnny's only ever admitted to me that he liked, like, maybe two or three of the matches he's ever had. And I'm very similar. Like, that, like, Tracy's a guy that will make you feel that way because he's yeah. just so good. Yeah, like, he's unreal. And that was the first match where, like, like when I get there, so like usually with vets and like new guys, it's like, all right, the vet's gonna call her. And he's like, what did you have? He's like, I know you got stuff. He's like, I know you know your shit. Like, what do you have? And so he let me call him most of that match, and he just exactly. picked and pieced everything. And I was just like, and even when we were doing the match, I was just like, holy shit! Like, I know we talk about it sometimes, like that AAW or not AAW, but just like that wrestling magic of like, wow, like this is awesome. Exactly. And so we we're doing our stuff, and I was just like in my head at one point. I think it was when I gave him the Black Gold Slam. I was like, wow, like. This isn't this, awesome. Like, this yeah, is good. Yeah, I feel it. I feel yeah. it. And, like, and I'm like, a lot awesome. of, like, and we'll get into the You're My Match at WrestleMania weekend, but I, I get a lot of the same ideas from Tracy in terms of how I like to call matches. Yeah. I would rather build around the other guy and let's make each guy look good in this match than yeah. me trying to get all my shit in or him trying to get all his shit in. Yeah. So, a little, little known fact is after that match, it, it's really a star making performance for you. And the game plan was for you and I to feud after. Um, yeah. It was a student teacher thing. Thor and I. This is this is one of the matches that had been planned for the WrestleMania show from the beginning. It was you and I, student versus teacher. Yeah. Um, but we didn't know how we were going to get there per se. Yeah. And I remember Thorne saying, "Well, you might attack him after Akron. You might not." And Thorne had not put on the sheet. And I remember I was sitting with Eric, staying with Eric Ryan. We were watching the match. And we could not believe how good it was. And Eric looks at me and goes, "You have to attack him after." He goes, "Just ask for forgiveness later." So you literally did not know. No. I posted up by the guardrail. And I ran in and attacked you after a big heel turn. Like I'd been a big like I had been trying to get over as a heel, but this, this you know this made it, and this kind of started our our arc. And the arc wasn't as as good as we would have liked it going in. I would say because we were in those weird four ways, and then yeah. we had to pick your poison. So honestly, we had never really touched a singles match until WrestleMania. Yeah. And you know, pull the curtain back here. Our original WrestleMania match wasn't what it ended up being. No. It was supposed to be me and Josh Prohibition versus you and M Dog. Yes. It was supposed to be like this like dream partners tag. Yeah. And I always had my reservations. Josh was gonna have a very hard time. It was a Thursday yeah. night. Him getting off school for two days is gonna be real rough. Yeah. And it came down to it and about three weeks before the show, Thorne goes, Hey Josh can't get off. I said, Well what's your game plan? And he didn't really know and I, I was offering suggestions for tag partners and None of them really hit for him. And the day before he told you, he goes, Submit or surrender. It's the only thing we can do. Yeah. So, Submit or surrender happens. And I know that my rules were turning. Um, in the last year or so, I've really let go of a lot of my inhibitions when it comes to wrestling. Uh, let it all hang out there. Let's do it all. Fucking go crazy. And I know yeah. you're the same way. And I remember a couple days before uh, you traveled out with the with the dad crew, Pedro, I did Tom Dunn. I, I flew out our, uh, with with Koo, and uh, we put this match together, and I know you had a couple ideas, and I had ideas, and honestly, it ends up being one of the matches of the weekend, and I don't know how it came to be that we pulled it off, but we did. And what, like, what, what do you think of the match? Uh, I mean, I was pretty confident it was going to be a sweet match, because I have like, the confidence in myself, usually very match like... Well, and, like, the other, and the other the other thing that the other thing we forget is we were supposed to be the opener on the card originally, yeah. which we wanted. We wanted to go out there, and let's be real: had we gone out there and been the opener, it would have been extremely hard to follow us. Yeah, and uh, it was hard for everybody to follow us after. 
Yeah, when it was uh, when we got moved back, I wanted. I remember this single wave. Like, I was texting West my game plans. I said, I need you to get a knife because I want Dom to stab me. <laughs> uh, there like, were, you wanted me to break your arm, like oh, legitimately yeah. like, in this legitimately match. There were, arm. Like, we had a lot of fucking wild ideas for this yeah. match that, like, I that didn't you to quite snap come to my through. arm and try and pull on the bone. Like, I wanted the bone to be hanging out <laughs> and like visually, like holy shit, what the fuck are these psychos doing? And I remember, like, this is the first time you gigged, yeah. like. We had a lot of ideas, and I remember we kind of we kind of like kind of condensed it all down because we knew we only had about ten minutes. Uh, yeah. But this is one of those matches that you and I put together, and, and we thought all killer no filler. And honestly, yeah. I had just had an awful fucking experience of blood sport, so I wanted to to kind of make up for it. And I remember one spot, and this is me and you being on the same pay- wavelength. Yeah. We wanted to do the, the spike fight spot yeah. because we love that BJ Whitmer Jimmy oh, Jacobs feud so much. So like that was a big spot, and you know I wanted you to awesome bomb me off the stage. And honestly, it just all came together. And I remember going upstairs with just the blood all over my body. And everybody, and I remember Nick Gage freaking out about how good the match was. And I remember looking at my Twitter. And in 2019, that's how you know if your match yeah. was good. Twitter was insane for two straight days yeah. on that match. And, and, you know, we got said match of the weekend and all that. And, and how, just had that feel after literally the, the year before, no bookings mania weekend. I mean, it was awesome because my big goal was I wanted at least one WrestleMania booking. Yeah. And so, like, when AIW was running a show, I was like, fuck, like, I hope I can make it for the cut of AIW. And so then, yeah, we ended up having, like, what some people like to call the match of the weekend. But, like, I don't know. Like, it was just awesome. Was, like, we were clicking on every spot, I feel like, and almost. Like, I probably watched the match back, like, ten times. And, like, yeah, we were killing each other and shit. But it was just, like, fuck it. Like, fuck. And yeah. And I think it gets installed to you in the AW school. And it's a big thing that Thorn taught us all of, like, yeah, you might have, like, a pre-show match, like, a match one of, like, all right, go out there and do this up. It's like, fuck everybody else on the card. Like, I'm in Joshua Bishop business. You're in the exactly. Dominic Gar- Gar- It's like, I want to steal that show every motherfucking show. Yeah, and this, and this goes back to something uh, you and I talked about uh, when, that I learned from Regal. And when I, I've, I've sat in Regal's ranch a few times, and Regal will always tell everybody he talks to at a seminar or if you go to the PC, he'll say, you never know who's watching this match, so you should exactly. wrestle every match like it's your last. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's something that you and I have always done, and that's something that I tried to instill in you when you yeah. were young. Yeah, I want to go balls out every show. Like, there's no show where I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe the show I'm not feeling it, I'll phone it in. But like, yeah. no, fuck that. Every show I wrestle, I want it to be a main event. Like, I want to leave my body out there every time. Because who knows if it could be your last match. Yeah, and I, I think that's something that, that that's made you kind of the more, one of the more enduring, enduring students out of the academy thus far. I mean, you're one of the first students to gain singles gold out of the academy. And your run over the the course of like late 2018, early 2019 has been something to watch. And, you know, it makes me a proud teacher to see everything you've been doing. And, you know, it makes me feel good um, that, you know, I'm able to pump out someone like you and that you've taken so well to teaching and learning and committing yourself to the game. I mean, yeah, I really feel like it's just time. Like, it's just we're just all trying to get out there and say fuck everybody else on the show yep like we're from AW we're to show you what the fuck's up like yeah some other some other companies will say it's for the brand but I really feel that you know you Justice and I myself have kind of turned this for the brand thing into something when when people talk about an ace of a company I really think that like you us three have become the guys that people become synonymous with AIW and it's definitely my goal to like people to be like oh you're in the Josh Bishop like that's the ace of AIW yeah I I think people right now when people think of the company they think of like us three as like three of the top guys so to see your transformation from kind of like timid ass student to like barely wanting to get in the locker room to where you are now uh intense champion 
one of the most over guys in the company. You know, it's it's just unreal. Yeah. Like, I'd say I'm pretty fierce at this point in my body. Like, I don't give a shit what happens to me. And you know like, what? Let's just go out there. Fuck it. We'll end on this. Like, I uh, hope I die. Everybody. We'll, same. Uh, we'll end on this. I talked to Drew Cordero from Beyond Wrestling, and that was the big thing that Drew told me. He could not stop raving about our match at WrestleMania weekend, and he talked about how fearless you and I were. Yeah. And that's the big thing that I'm trying to instill upon the newer students of the Academy. We are fearless now because fearless wrestlers create fucking superstars. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest lesson we can learn from you. And, and, and yeah. hey, man, like, like I said, I'm so proud of you. And yeah. we're going to end it with me fucking stroking your ego here. But uh, I think that Absolution is going to be wild. We have you and, you know, Justice, False Count Anywhere, Donst and I in you know submit or surrender and it's gonna be just you like it's gonna be you two and us two trying to top each other and Absolutely. there's no fucking better way to do it no because I think if you're not trying to top everybody on the card like why the fuck are you wrestling like you know that old saying like if you're not trying to be the champion then why are you wrestling exactly like it's true but it isn't you know what I mean because like the champ like obviously like Tony picks me to be the tennis champion but it's just like you want to be like that top dog in every company for sure like, you want to be the big dog when you walk in for sure. Well, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on. I mean, I'm sure we could probably talk for fucking three hours like we used to on our rides to practice. But uh, we are being fucking given the cutthroat symbol from John right. from Jonathan Thorne. Uh, so I want to thank you for being my guest on this episode of School Sucks. Um, I'm sure we could probably revisit this later or just, yeah, just shooting the shit. But uh, for Dominic Greeny, Joshua Bishop, uh, this has been School Sucks. Thank you all very much. Thanks.